0: A welcome to the Walk On podcast, a podcast to help you take your next step in your faith journey with Jesus. I'm Brent Faulkner. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from the darkness God called the light day and the darkness he called night and there was evening and there was morning the first day Evening and morning In the creation poem of Genesis 1 the days of creation are marked by the refrain and there was evening and morning the first day That refrain evening and morning is used for all the days of creation. Evening and morning, the second day. Evening and morning, the third day. And the fourth and the fifth and the sixth. It's used for all the days of creation, except for day seven. What happens on day seven? And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. And it's interesting that there's no evening then morning refrain for the seventh day. It's as if the writer of Genesis wanted to emphasize the seventh day, make it stand out. And then he repeats multiple times the ways that God rested. Why? Why does God rest? Why is the writer drawing attention to that detail? In the Hebrew culture, the number seven symbolizes fullness and completeness. God's resting isn't because he's tired or because he needs to refresh himself to accomplish more work. No, God rests because creation is complete. It's in the same way an artist rests when his masterpiece is finished. The sculptor knows when their work is done, they put the chisel down, and they know that one more strike of the chisel would render the piece less than perfect. God creates and then looks at his creation and says, this is very good, and God rests. The seventh day rest is the perfect harmony of creation with the creator. God has brought his creation into being. It's how he intends, he looks and sees that it is good and sets forth to be in harmony, to be in relationship with what he created. Now, some scholars think that Moses wrote and edited Genesis sometime after the Israelites were freed from slavery in Egypt. If that's the case, then his audience would have been the recently liberated Israelites after experiencing 400 years of slavery. And so this emphasis on rest makes sense when you've lived the past 400 years as slaves. Why does a slave rest? As a slave, rest is utilitarian. Its purpose is to set you up for another day of toil and labor. The only reason a slave rests is because they need to stay productive. So for 400 years, the Israelites' identity was wrapped up in the work that they were forced to do their value to Egypt was in what they could produce and what they could accomplish. And God frees them from the slavery. And when the creation narrative is edited and written down, it's a way that God can express that he is a different God from all the gods of Egypt that the Israelites were used to. This is a God who rests. And this God reminds his people that their worth and their value does not come from what they accomplish or produce. This God lets them know that they are valued simply because they are His, because He created them. They are complete in Him. And I don't know about you, but that's a truth I need to hear regularly. In a world that highlights achievement and celebrates those who produce results, It's easy to begin to think that my value comes from what I do. And that mindset affects our life and our souls more than we realize. Workaholism, people pleasing, consumerism and materialism, shame for not measuring up. All of those things have their roots in the lie that our value comes from what we do and how we perform. All of the marketing and commercials that we see in the world around us are designed to convince us that we are lacking something, that we are not enough. And we can buy into that same messaging in all aspects of our lives that I need to become somebody, that I need to achieve certain things, that I need to obtain certain possessions. And so then I live my life in a flurry of activity, working overtime, going from event to event, from person to person, all trying to fill this gap, to prove my value and my worth. And that happens even in my religious life, You can fill your calendar with a million different religious activities trying to prove to God that you have value and you have worth by the effort of your own strength. But God reminds us from the very opening phrases of Scripture that He is a God that rests and He brings us to a different reality. And there's a reason that that seventh day of rest doesn't come to an end. God's work is complete. His fullness is available to us. And yes, in the sin and brokenness of the world around us, we experience that toil and that labor. But the beauty of the message of scripture is that Jesus comes onto the scene and he declares that he is the Lord of the Sabbath that the fullness and completeness of God are brought about through him. He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And so we find our rest, we find our wholeness, we find our ultimate value through Jesus. And any activity we do isn't to earn value or worth instead it's a perspective shift instead the activities that we do when we understand who we are in christ those activities flow out of our rest in god perhaps that's why the jewish day begins not with the sunrise but with the sunset each day begins with rest not with activity it's a daily reminder that our core identity is in God, not in what we produce. And I find it so interesting when it comes to the creation account in Genesis 1. Our modern minds place so much focus on trying to debate the scientific methods or the, the length of days or how this creation came to be about. And it seems to me that that is a question that the original writers and readers of Scripture weren't concerned with. Instead, they were pointing to the type of God that we serve. And this is a God that isn't demanding action, isn't demanding us to prove our value or our worth to Him. No, this is a God who rests and seeks relationship and harmony with His creation and it's in Jesus that that true fullness and that completeness are able to be brought about as Jesus works to redeem and restore all things. I encourage you to carve out a little bit of space wherever you find yourself and reflect on these ideas and let the following questions become a catalyst for God to speak. Where do you need to be reminded that your value does not come from what you do? What lack might you be trying to fill in the midst of your activity and effort? How could rest be sacred? And how could your rest help bring you closer to experiencing the fullness of God's presence? What might you need to rest from in order to appreciate the work that Jesus is doing in you? may you bring your weariness and your burdens to Jesus, and may He give you rest. And may you realize that in Christ you lack nothing, and the fullness and completeness of God is available to you, because we serve a God who rests.